Praise the Lord, everybody, and God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in again, connecting with us, the Greater Refuge Temple here in Washington, D.C., and also with the Saints of God and Refuge Temple Annex there in the Bronx, New York. I have the pleasure and the honor and the privilege of being the pastor of these two great churches, wonderful people of God, and all of you who faithfully, faithfully connect with us uh, week by week on Wednesday evenings the same time. I thank God for all of you. The Lord has been blessing us through his word. And as you know, we are currently in the series talking about salvation. And the Lord has been blessing. Souls are coming to the altar. Uh, we are bringing prayer back into the house of God. We've been sort of on a sabbatical for a year dealing with this pandemic and uh, people are slowly coming back into the house and I'm grateful for that for all that the Lord is doing how he is keeping us the ministry is continuing to move forward it's the saints of God are still coming in to this uh, class before we begin let's have a word of prayer Father we love you so much and we're so grateful for this day, for this time, for this moment, for this opportunity to go into your word. Bless us now. Speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we started the series in Esther. Uh, first uh, subject uh, dealing with salvation, we talked about the fact that we want our uh unsaved loved ones saved. Lord, save our unsaved loved ones. That was in the book of Esther, chapter 8. And you can always go back. You can find us on uh, Facebook or on YouTube, and you can watch those lessons and connect. Uh, I would suggest even that you would uh, pull together your, your loved ones, your family, and sit down and watch together. Uh, have your own little private Bible study uh, there you can go back, you can press pause and uh, entertain questions and maybe even have prayer right there in the midst of what's going on. I pray that these lessons uh, will be a blessing to you and your whole house. The second lesson, uh, we came out of Hebrews chapter 2, verse number 3, and the subject was how shall we escape? Then... Uh, last week we were in the book of Acts chapter 4 and um, the subject was Jesus only. Tonight we're back in the book of Hebrews and I want you to go with me to chapter 7 of the book of Hebrews verse 25. We're still talking about salvation and it reads, Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he never liveth, he ever liveth, I'm sorry, to make intercession for them. Let me read that one more time. Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. And the subject tonight, salvation to the utmost. Remember that song? We used to sing to the utmost Jesus saves. To the utmost Jesus saves. 
he will pick you up and turn you around. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus saves. I sing that in my baritone voice. Uh, but we used to sing that song quite a bit during devotional service to the utmost. Jesus saves. He will pick you up and turn you around. Hallelujah. Jesus saves. Now, uh, here in the scripture, of course, this is the King James Version. Uh, and uh, most of the language is 14th century language. These, thou's, uh, hath, you know, uh, and uttermost. Back then, uh, it's, it's a 14th century word. Uh, today, uh, even when the song that I just quoted was written, uh, the word was utmost. It basically means the same as the 14th century verbiage um, definition, situated at the farthest or most distant point, extreme, uh, of the greatest or highest degree. Uh, to the utmost, extreme limit, the highest attainable point. Or you can also say that utmost means totally and completely. There's no, no fallibility, no failure. It's, it's complete. Nothing needs to be added. Nothing needs to be added. Nothing needs to be added when, when, Jesus saves, he saves totally and completely. And we're going to talk about salvation uh, some more uh, and, and understand what salvation is all about. It's not just about speaking in tongues, and shouting and dancing. It's, it's living. I've come that you may have life, that you may have it more abundantly. And uh, so when you talk about salvation, you have to talk about a whole lot more than speaking in tongues, the Hika Messiah, and jump, jumping around and singing and shouting. Uh, salvation is a way of life. So, um, the Lord Jesus, of course, he's a wonderful Savior. Hallelujah. There's another song that says, I was lost in sin, and Jesus brought me in, took me in. He's a wonderful Savior to me. Um, and the amplified version of the scripture that we read, uh, it, say, it says uh, he's able to save to the uttermost completely, perfectly. And finally, uh, for all time, meaning eternity. So this salvation that the Lord gives us, uh, it's completely perfect. It is uh, eternal. So you mean to tell me when God saves us? We are actually walking in eternal life, yes, and, and that might seem far-fetched to some, uh, but giving us the Holy Ghost, saving our souls, really gives us the right to the tree of life. If we hold on, if we remain sealed until the day of redemption. Uh, so the writer of Hebrews is saying he's able to save to the uttermost completely, perfectly, and hallelujah for all time for eternity so those who come to the lord through christ and remember jesus said no man cometh unto the father but by me uh, and according to what hebrews is teaching us he is sitting on the right hand making intercession 
hallelujah, interceding for us, intervening for us. Uh, and what greater teacher is there other than Jesus? He's the world's best guide, the world's best teacher. He is our perfect example. He is our hero. He is an infallible leader. Hallelujah. And uh, listen to my notes, but our first great need is not for these things, right? Uh, and what did I just say? He's our hero. He's, he is our uh, savior. He is our leader. He is our teacher. Hallelujah. Um, but most of all, most of all, uh, he has given us salvation. And I guess I, I slipped up. I threw Savior in there too soon. But uh, the greatest of all the things that I mentioned is that Jesus Christ is our Savior. Uh, Matthew 1 and 21. And she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus. And listen. For he shall save his people from their sins. Luke chapter 19, verse 10. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save, to seek and to save that which was lost. Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, mm -hmm. of whom I am chief. That's Paul talking to Timothy. And let's come back to Hebrews chapter 9, verse number 26. It says, For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. So he sacrificed himself, the Lord Jesus did so that we may obtain his salvation. So, and we understand uh, it was necessary. He had to die. He had to be both priest and sacrifice. It was necessary for him to be our savior. Hallelujah. He not only died, but he rose again on the third day. Now he is exalted. Yes, and at this very moment, he's sitting on the right hand making intercession. And I want those of you who don't have salvation yet to understand that he is fully able and capable to save you completely. <laughs> Hallelujah. Everyone, though, that comes to the Lord, everyone that comes to God must come through Jesus Christ. Remember last week we taught it, Jesus only. And understand, I want you to know that not only is he willing to save, but he is fully able to save. Yes, Jesus is both able and willing. Jesus is both able and willing to save completely. And listen, completely, adequately, and eternally. Hallelujah. All those who come to God through him. All those who come to God through him. Now, I know some of you are talking because you've been following the series and said, well, he hasn't gotten to Acts 2.38 yet. I'm going to get there. I promise you next week we'll be all in Acts 2.38 and we'll talk about it. But I just want the people to know 
Uh, because there's some people who believe all apostolics can talk about is Acts 2.38. And there's so many other scriptures that deal with salvation. Um, so I'm going to get there. Just be patient uh, for you diehard apostolics. We're going to get there. Uh, but Jesus died and rose again for our justification. So salvation is through him. Eternal life is through him. Uh, he has the ability to save adequately, completely, and eternally. So um, we're talking about his ability to save. So what does this consist of? And, and understand because the word save, the word save means to deliver from danger. What kind of danger? Well, I'm, we were in danger of losing our soul and spending eternity in hell. Uh, let's go to Matthew chapter 14. Uh, remember the story where uh, the apostles were out in the storm uh, and Peter's talking to Jesus. Uh, he, they see Jesus walking on the water. Now let's go to Matthew 14, 29 and 30. And he said, come, talking to Peter. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried saying, Lord, save me. That's, that's a beautiful illustration of, of God's ability uh, through the Lord Jesus Christ to save Hallelujah. The Lord Jesus was able to save us. He is able to save us from every evil, from sin. Hallelujah. From death. Oh, yes, even death. Hell. Uh, Satan himself, he is able to save. This is what salvation is all about, true salvation. To the utmost, Jesus saves. It's all about bringing us back into a relationship with him. This is why I say it all the time. It's not just about speaking in tongues. It's part of it, sure. Hallelujah. But it's about developing a relationship with Jesus Christ. So, uh, and that relationship, if, if I was to push it and dig deeper, it's a full fellowship. <laughs> a full fellowship with God. Hallelujah. Having a relationship, not just on a Sunday, but every day of my life. Uh, because of this salvation now, I have access to him, meaning I can talk to him every day. I can spend time with him every day and be in his presence every day. Um, so the word save or salvation, it, uh, it doesn't only mean uh, to be saved from danger or to be delivered from danger, but it includes the whole idea of bringing us back into a positive and right relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Because before we received this salvation, we're, we're really not having much of a relationship. Uh, we're in sin. We're living ungodly lives. We're, we're moving in the opposite direction uh, of God's purpose and plan. Hallelujah. But salvation brings us back into a relationship with the Lord. So uh, in this brief lesson on tonight, let's Let's try to be very practical and uh, bring this truth to bear, uh, even as it relates, especially, I should say, to our personal experience 
those of us who are saved, hallelujah, it's a wonderful experience. It's a wonderful walk with the Lord. Are there troubles? Yes. Are there pains? Yes. Hallelujah. But I wouldn't trade this for anything in the world. So let's talk about uh, what the Lord has saved us from. What are the some of the other things he has saved us from? He has saved us from the guilt and the penalty of sin. So when you get saved, you are saved from the guilt and the penalty of sin by nature. We are under condemnation. As we said last week, Paul described it as having this death sentence upon him. Hallelujah. And it's because of sin. Uh, but John 3, 18 says this, He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he have not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Mm -hmm. We're still in St. John chapter 3, verse 36. It says, if the Son, therefore, shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Paul writes to the Roman church, chapter 6. Yes, um, I want to say it's verse 23. He says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So this eternal life is through Jesus Christ. Our salvation is through Jesus Christ, Jesus only. But uh, listen, his atoning death on the cross, uh, and because he has risen from the dead, uh, he has provided and he offers us a full and free salvation. Hallelujah. It's a salvation so full and so free. And that freedom is from sin and guilt, hallelujah, and from the penalty of sin. Uh, let's go to Romans chapter 8, verse number 1. Some of you can quote it while I'm reading it. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So we're saved from the guilt and penalty of sin. We're also when you receive his salvation, when you're born again, you're saved from the filth and the impurity of sin. The filth and the impurity of sin. I want to take you to the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter 1, verses 5 and 6. says like this, why should ye be stricken anymore? You will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick and the whole heart faint. From the sole of the foot, even unto the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. Hallelujah. That means there's a stench. He calls it putrefying sores. They have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. Hallelujah. So through the prophecy of Isaiah, he's describing the condition that people are in when they are in sin. There is a stench. Hallelujah. There are sores that seem to be incurable. You're living in a miserable state. Uh, but listen to a prayer David prays. And again, many of you can 
quote it while I'm reading it. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness. According unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me, hallelujah, through from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Hallelujah. So uh, that's a powerful prayer. David realized that he... He was not in the right place with God, and he needed cleansing. Salvation is all about cleansing. Hallelujah. And if we walk in this way of salvation, we will continue to be washed and cleansed and purified and sanctified. Hallelujah. So the salvation cleanses us from uh, all of the impurities of sin. Hallelujah. And the Lord is willing and able to do this. Uh, Zechariah. Hallelujah. Chapter 13, verse 1 says, In that day there shall be a fountain open to the house of David and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and uncleanliness. So he said, I'm going to make a way for you to be clean. Hallelujah. I'm going to make a way for you to be clean. Yes. Hallelujah. There's a song uh, that Hezekiah Walker sings, Won't he make you clean? inside my lord i feel like having church right here in this office first john chapter one verse number seven but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship one with another and the blood of jesus the blood of jesus christ his son cleanses us from all sin listen to what john is saying listen we're walking in the light and if we're walking in the light as he is in the light, then we have this fellowship, one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanses us, cleanses us. It's an ongoing cleansing. Hallelujah. From all sin. Hallelujah. The blood still works. Put that in the comments section. The blood still works. So he also saves us from the power and the mastery of sin. Yes, sin is compelling. Sin talks to you. Sin tries to make you develop a habit of walking away from the precepts and principles and the will of God. Uh, but salvation, Jesus saves from the power and mastery of sin. Let's go to John chapter 8, verse 34. Jesus answered them and said, 
Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. Yes, yeah, so the ability of the Lord Jesus is of such that he can break the chains of sin. Hallelujah. He can break. Remember that song, Jesus breaks every fetter. He can break every chain. Yes, the power of that salvation. The power of the Holy Ghost can destroy every chain. He has the ability to do so. Hallelujah. Completely free you. Remember, we read the scripture earlier. He whom the Son has set free is free indeed. So he can break the fetters of whatever was holding you. Whatever's trying to get a grip on you. Hallelujah. He can free the sinner who has previously been gripped of sin. He can set you free. He can set you free. Let the whole house know. Let all your unsaved loved ones know that Jesus, don't just sit there quiet. Listen, the holidays are coming. Don't just sit there quiet. Open up your mouth and say, my Jesus can set you free. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 13. Bless your name, Jesus. Luke chapter 13. I'm going to read verses 11 and 12. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity. Hallelujah. So he has the power to loose you from whatever's holding you down. Power of God, power of his salvation, power of the Holy Ghost can loose you from whatever's been holding you down. And Jesus can save you from the bondage of self. Hallelujah. One of your greatest enemies is going to be you. The Holy Ghost can help us and helps us deal with us. Yes, I'm going to say it again. The Holy Ghost I have helps me deal with me. Jesus and sometimes I have to pray, Lord, save me from my self. So the Lord Jesus saves from the bondage of self. Hallelujah. And, and let, let's go because there are three ways that he, the Holy Ghost or this salvation uh, delivers us from the bondage of self. Number one, uh, he saves us from unhealthy, from an unhealthy lack of self-confidence. And I know uh, we're not supposed to trust in ourselves more than we trust in the Holy Ghost because there's no good thing in our flesh. But there is a confidence. There is a strength that comes through this salvation. Yes, hallelujah. We have a confidence in the fact that we've been born again, that our lives have been changed, and that we have been redeemed. Yes, there, there is a, a strength a swag, a feeling of confidence, knowing that God has saved you. Hallelujah. Just ask anybody that has the Holy Ghost. Yes. Hallelujah. I'm so happy and free that I'm a child of God. Hallelujah. It's a feeling of being special. Even the word of God says you are a chosen people. Hallelujah. Chosen generation, royal priesthood. Isaiah, let's go to Isaiah 43 and 1, where it says, But now, thus saith the Lord, 
that created thee, O Jacob. I've been created. He talks to Jacob, and here's a time where Jacob wasn't feeling too good about himself, and, and the Lord was trying to let him know, I created you. Hallelujah. You are a creation of God. Let's go to Malachi chapter 3, verse 17. He says, and they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels. Who is he talking about? He's talking about us. Hallelujah. Here you are trashing yourself, and there's some saved folk that need to hear this. Here you are walking around acting like you ain't nobody, and the Lord is calling you a jewel, a chosen generation. You are a jewel. I'm going to make up my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. He also saves us uh, from an unhealthy overconfidence in self. So he saves me from having a lack of confidence. This salvation also saves you from having overconfidence in self. So uh, this is another reason why we need the Holy Ghost because he brings balance to your life. Hallelujah. So he saves us also from an unhealthy confidence, an overconfidence. So it's quite wrong to think that we have the ability or the strength to do everything on our own, even to live holy. You can't do it in your flesh on yourself. Hallelujah. So let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Not that we are sufficient. Listen to what Paul is saying. It's not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. Listen, he's talking to the church. Our sufficiency is of God. Our sufficiency is of God, who also have made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. Paul was talking to some folks, I guess, who felt like because of those degrees that were hanging on the wall, uh, their power was in the degree. No, listen, you can have a whole lot of knowledge, of book knowledge, and because there's no anointing in your life, you can just be somebody who has a whole lot of book knowledge. But if you want power, you've got to walk the way of salvation. You've got to have the Spirit of God abiding on the inside. Uh, let's go to Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. This is Paul talking, and Paul says, and it's a familiar scripture. Some of you can quote it while I'm reading it. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Hallelujah. So he saves us from an unhealthy lack of confidence in self, and he saves us from an unhealthy overconfidence in ourselves. And the salvation, he saves us from the unhealthy sins of the flesh and of the old nature. Hallelujah. I love that. He saves us from what we used to be. We're not that anymore. Put it in the comment section. Those of you who are saved used to be, but not any more. Hallelujah. He saves us from the old nature. Yes, he does. Let's go to Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21. 
And Paul talks about the works of the flesh. The works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So this salvation saves us from the unhealthy sins of the flesh. And Paul is reminding them that people that do these things, now this this is stuff that happens before you get salvation. Uh, and if you're tempted to go back to it, he wants you to know that you can't make it in. You will not inherit the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Going back to what you used to be. Hallelujah. So let's say it again. Used to be, but not anymore. Hallelujah. The Lord saves us. Hallelujah. From fear and anxiety. Yes, he does. And from worry. Hallelujah. The fear of man, this salvation, this Holy Spirit, hallelujah, that leads us and guides us, saves us from failure, the feeling of failure, and uh, even uh, the fear of success, even helping us conquer the fear of death. Hallelujah. Now, I know I'm I'm, I'm walking a little hard. Some people are not expecting me to mention all of this, but salvation, this salvation is full. It is to the utmost. So this salvation covers every area of my life and death. Hallelujah. The death of this earthly house. Yes, but because we have eternal life, even if this earthly house, if this earthly house be dissolved, we have another building, not made by hands, that is eternal in glory. Psalm 34 and 4. This is David talking. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Let's go to Psalm 37. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll read verses 1 through 11. This is David talking again, and he says, fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither bow in, be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down. Hallelujah. This, this covers the fear of man. When you have that relationship with God uh, and wither as the green herb, and David was upset because it seemed like the sinners were doing better than the saints. And the Lord had to deal with them. And, you know, we go through the same things today. It seems like the sinners are doing better than we are. Here I am serving God, living holy, and doing what you asked me to do. And I don't have this. I don't have that. And, and um, God gives them a song. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down and wither as the grass as the green herb, rather. Trust in the Lord and do good, so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. That's God telling them, I'm going to take care of you. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. 
trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who has prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil, for evildoers shall be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord, hallelujah, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. Beautiful psalm. Let's go to Isaiah. Because we're talking about, about the fact that this salvation, hallelujah, and the, and the fact that Christ is in our life, he saves us from fear, worry, and anxiety. We're talking about the fear of man, of the fear of failure, even the fear of success, hallelujah, even the fear of death. Uh, Isaiah 26 and 3. Let's go there. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. So he saves us from an unhealthy lack of confidence in self. He'll save you. He saves us from an unhealthy un or overconfidence in self. And he can save us from the unhealthy sins of our flesh and the old nature. And he saves us from the fear worry and anxieties that comes along with life and the thought of death. Jesus saves from every evil thing. Hallelujah. Every evil thing. And it doesn't mean that we are exempt from trouble. Even Paul said we're troubled on every side. Hallelujah. Yes, we're going to have we're going to have some troubles. Hallelujah. But God delivers in the midst of trouble. Yes, he does. I said God delivers in the midst of trouble. How many of you know he does that? Yes, Psalm. let's go to Psalm 50 and verse 15. This is what the Lord says, and call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me. He's a very present help. In the time of trouble. So I know some people feel like, well, if you got if you're saved, you shouldn't have no troubles. No. They who would live godly will suffer some persecution. Hallelujah. So it, it doesn't make us exempt from having troubles. But he delivers his children. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver him out of them all. Yes. Uh, being saved does not uh make you exempt from even experiencing some disappointments in life. But he will make his grace sufficient for you. He'll give you the grace to go through whatever you have to go through. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. Uh, Paul had gone to the Lord three times. Take this thorn from me. Take this situation from me. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee for my strength is made perfect in your weakness so salvation does it it, it doesn't mean that he's going to take everything away some things he may leave to make you we are his workmanship 
and to mold you. Did you know there's some people who backslide because they feel that just because they have obtained this salvation that no one should ever lie on them, nothing should ever go wrong, but there are days of trouble and trial and disappointment, but God says, my grace is sufficient for thee. Yes, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, Paul says, that the power of Christ may rest. <laughs> the outcome of this trouble, he says, when I get through with this, he said, the power of God will rest upon me. And yes, there are accidents. There are, there are circumstances that happen in our lives. Hallelujah. And, and the Lord may permit it to happen. But whatever God permits to happen, whatever is in his will, hallelujah, he, he will not allow anything to happen that is contrary to his will. How do I know? Because Romans 8 and 28 says, uh, all things work together for him that loves the Lord, those who are called according to his purpose. All things work together mm -hmm. for good. To them that love the Lord, all things work together for good. Hallelujah. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 18. It says, and the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So what else? does he save us from? We are saved from hell and we're on our way to heaven. Listen, it's a fact. Before I received this salvation, I was on my way to a devil's hell. But because of God's salvation through his son, Christ Jesus, Jesus is all in him, is all in him. The Lord Jesus saved me. Yes, changed my direction. And those whom he has saved will one day be with him. Remember what he says? John, the 14th chapter, verses two and three. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Why? He says, and if I go and prepare a place for you, he said, I'm going to come again. That sounds like rapture talk to me. I'll receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. I love it. Hallelujah. Not only this, because uh, this salvation, I'm promised I'm going to have a new body. And I know we quoted that scripture in Corinthians that says that, hallelujah, that I'm going to have a, a body that's not made with hands. Uh-huh. I quoted that one. But there's another scripture I want to take you to in Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. It says, for our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body. Hallelujah. My God. So Paul says he's going to change this vile body, this flesh, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. So I'm going to have a body just like Jesus' body, his glorified body. Hallelujah. 
I'm going to have a new body. Hallelujah. My goodness. He says we're going to have bodies fashioned like unto the glorious body, hallelujah, according to the working whereby he's able even to subdue all things unto himself. My Lord, you mean I get all this from being saved? You mean to tell me and there are people who are rejecting this salvation? Hallelujah. Who are walking away from this salvation? You mean to tell me that Hallelujah, there are people out there who are walking away from the promise of God to have eternal life, to be saved, so saved. Hallelujah, and this salvation is to the utmost. It is complete. It is eternal. My Lord, he saves us from the bondage of self. Yes, where I'm not so overconfident that I'm not trusting in him and that I'm not uh, so underconfident that I'm not realizing that I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Hallelujah. He saves us from, from this sinful nature. You mean to tell me that there are people who are willing to push all of that away? Hallelujah. And I taught, taught it the other week. How can you neglect such a great salvation? And he saves us from going to hell and rather being with him. Don't you want to be with Jesus? Hallelujah. If you want to be with Jesus, put it in the comment section. I want to be with Jesus. And if you're saved, hallelujah, I'm with him now by faith. But if I hold on to this salvation, I'm going to be with him throughout eternity. He says, and you shall be with me forever. First Thessalonians Chapter 4, verse 17, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And listen to how he closes out the verse. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Oh, I want to see him look upon his face and to sing forever of his saving grace on the streets of glory. Let me lift my voice. Cares a pass, home at last, ever to rejoice. He saves us. Hashando. To the utmost, Jesus saves. I'm not just a tongue talker. I've got eternal life. I'm not just a tongue talker. I've got a new body waiting for me. I'm not just a hand clapper. Hallelujah. I don't just run around and jump up and down, but I have salvation, full and complete. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. He saves us. He saved us. He saved us from sin, and he, he gave us salvation. If you don't have salvation, I want you to know he can save you from your sin. Matthew 1 and 21, and he shall bring forth, and she shall rather bring forth the son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their Sins. This salvation is, is from sin to salvation. This salvation that we're having, hallelujah, this salvation that we're walking in, uh, it's from death to life. Yes, John 5 and 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, this is Jesus talking, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me has everlasting life and shall not come 
into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Yes, he saves to the utmost. He saves from sin to salvation, from death to life, and he saved us from alienation to having a fellowship with God. According to the scriptures, Paul tells the Ephesians church, you were, before salvation, you were alienated from the commonwealth of Israel. Hallelujah. You had no God, no hope. I'm going to read it for you. Chapter 2 of the book of Ephesians. Lord, I thank you. Verses 12 and 13, that at that time, you were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope without God in the world, but now <laughs> in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Lord, I thank you. He saves us from tears to joy. His salvation brings us from tears to joy. And this joy that we have, the world can't give it and the world can't take it away. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse number 8, where it says, Whom having not seen ye love, and whom though now ye see him not, yet believing ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. And this salvation that Christ has brought to our lives and he's able to bring to yours, if you have not received it, is also a salvation he brings you from wrath to having a conscious enjoyment of the love of God. Hallelujah. It is a pure expression. This, this, this salvation that we're walking in is a pure expression of God's love. He did not leave us in his in our mess. And my friend, my brother, my sister, if you're watching this or listening to this and you don't have the salvation of God, you don't have the Holy Ghost abiding on the inside, hallelujah, you are robbing yourself of experiencing a pure expression of God's love. Yes, he woke you up this morning, hallelujah, but there's nothing like having him abiding on the inside, something on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. So I'm getting ready to close. I'm getting ready to close. And, and I don't, I, I want you to know, and we've talked about it in previous lessons, hallelujah, uh, that it doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, where you've been. If you're not saved, he wants to save you. Hallelujah. To the utmost. And this salvation, listen, because... Uh, and the reason why I didn't start with Acts 2 and 38 is because we have a tendency to make people feel like uh, you're just tarrying for the tongues. Just wait. You're just tarrying uh, for a good feeling. No, this salvation that God gives you, hallelujah, is to the utmost. It is a total, complete package. He doesn't halfway do anything. You don't, God is not a half-do God. Hallelujah. He did not come out of a halfway house. Everything he does is total and complete. 
So this salvation we're talking about is not just tongue talking, hand clapping. It is a complete package to the utmost Jesus saves. That's the problem. Here's the problem because there are some in this church, in our environment, they speak in tongues, yes, but they're not experiencing the fullness of this salvation. Hallelujah. That's another lesson. I wish I had the time to dig deep in it. We want to be totally and completely saved, not just in that church, but every day of our lives. Hallelujah. Those who are led by his spirit, they are the sons of God. So who is he able to save? Hallelujah. Those who come to God through Jesus Christ. It's all in him. Hallelujah. And we told you that last week. Listen, John 14 and 6 says, Jesus, this is Jesus talking. Jesus says to them, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You can't get around Jesus. Hallelujah. Nope. He is the way. He is the truth. Acts 4 and 12 says, neither is there, and we were here last week, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So it's all in him. So what does this mean? This is what it means, and, and here is where I'm closing. Hallelujah. Here are, these, are, these are five examples of what we should be saying or what you should be doing if you really want to be saved. And I would say, even, even if you really want to stay saved, hallelujah. Number one, you have to realize that you need God's salvation. I need the salvation. And I dare say those of us who are claiming salvation, you need to visit this place here all the time, hallelujah, so you won't take his salvation for granted. You won't play games with your salvation. I need to be saved. Hallelujah. If I want to make it in, I need to be saved. I need to stay saved. Yes. Those of you who are listening to me and you have not received the salvation of God, you don't have the Holy Ghost abiding on the inside, then I say to you, you need to believe that Jesus is able to save you. Hallelujah. He must first believe that I am God, then that I am a rewarder of him that diligently seeks me. Call on the name of the Lord. And you shall be saved. You have to be willing, hallelujah, to believe. You have to believe that also he is willing to save you. So let's go back to one. You have to realize that you need salvation. Two, believe that he's able to save you. And I don't care where you are in life, what you've done in life, how bad you feel you are, to the utmost Jesus saves got to understand also that he's willing to save you. Yes, you've got to realize that he's willing to save you. Ask him to save you. If you're listening to me, watching this, ask him to save you. Ask the Savior to save you. Lord, save me. Just like Peter did. Lord, save me. Hallelujah. And understand that he can save you right now. He can fill you with his presence right now. And because he's not a half-do, 
I want you to know that he will save you to the utmost. He can take that taste out of your mouth. You don't believe it? Ask somebody that's been born again. Ask somebody. Hallelujah. Somebody that's been out there, but the Lord brought them into the ark of safety. Yes. Hallelujah. He'll take that taste for the liquor out of your mouth. He'll take that lust out of your life and give you a desire to praise him. Hallelujah. To the utmost. I'm going to stop. Jesus saves. I want to stop right here and pray. Hallelujah. And I want to give you time to put the names of your loved ones that you want to be saved. Those who don't have salvation, those who have not received the gift of the Holy Ghost, put their names there. I want to give you some time. We have been praying and fasting all this month. Every Friday of this month, we've turned our plates down praying specifically for our unsaved loved ones. Hallelujah. And the other week we were in New York, uh, tarrying and praying with souls. And this week we are here at the temple, Greater Refuge Temple, D.C. And the doors are open. The altar is open Thursday and Friday of this week. That's tomorrow and Friday. I'll be on the altar beginning at 7 o'clock, laying on my face, crying out to God, and I have a list of names of people in my own family that I want God to save. Yes, some backsliders that need to come back. He needs to pull them back in. And we're believing God together. Yes, we are. So come and meet me here on the altar. We are still adhering to CDC guidelines. Hallelujah. We'll be spread out. Hallelujah. But this pandemic is not going to stop the people of God from coming into God's house and crying out to him as a family. Mine house shall be called a house of prayer. So meet me here on the altar. Yes, we're going to crowd to God. I'll be on the altar from 7 to 8.30. And if you have a special request, you're not able to make it, but you want me to touch and agree and pray, send me that request. Send me that list. Hallelujah. Admin at grtdc.org. And that prayer list, those names will be laid out on the altar with me as I cry out to the Lord touching and agreeing with you for the salvation of your unsaved loved ones. So we're going to pray right now as those names are rolling in. Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, hallelujah. We thank you for your provision of salvation. We thank you, hallelujah, in advance. We've been crying out to you, believing, hallelujah, that you would change the lives save the souls of our unsaved loved ones. The whole house needs to be saved. Hallelujah. Our sons, our daughters, our nieces and nephews, our grandchildren, even our mothers and fathers, some, our husbands and wives, they need salvation. Hallelujah. Destroy that yoke. Fill them with your power. Fill them with your presence. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. I thank God for you. Hallelujah. God's going to do it. Hallelujah. Just put, put that in the comment section. God is going to save the whole house. Come on, put it out there. He's going to save the whole house. Hallelujah. And after you put it in there, start giving the Lord some praise. Put those hands together and start giving the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. You want to be baptized in Jesus' name? Let us know. 
send us that request, admin at grtdc.org. Hallelujah. And we'll baptize you, whether it's here in D.C. or there in New York, in the Bronx. We will baptize you in Jesus' name. No matter where you are in this country, in this world, let us know. Pastor, I want to be baptized. I want to give my life to the Lord. Let us know. And we'll make arrangements for you to be baptized. There's a pastor somewhere near you that will baptize you into that wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Hallelujah. Let's do it. Today is the day of your salvation. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Now, if you want to plant seed in this ministry, if you want to give an offering or even pay your tithes, Technician will put that on the screen for you. Follow those directions and plant seed. This is good ground. Those of you at the annex, you may use Givelify. Father, in the name of Jesus, those who are giving, those who are planting seed in this ministry, I pray a special blessing in their lives. Hallelujah. Take that seed and bring forth harvest, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord bless you. I have been enjoying myself. Now, next week, we're going to be in Acts 2.38. We're going to talk about the Holy Ghost. Yep, we're going to talk about tongue talking because believe it or not, there are those who are teaching now that it's not necessary to be baptized in Jesus' name. It's not necessary. You can be baptized any way you want. Hallelujah. If that was so, the word of God would say you can do it any way you want. But he says it must be in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And there are those who are saying you don't have to speak in tongues. Hallelujah. We're going to talk about what it means, the new birth. We're going to talk about it. We saved that for last. So meet us here next week. The Lord say so. We'll be back again in the word of God. But until then, be careful, be prayerful, and be holy. Shalom. Shalom.